1: Good morning, Bucknutters. Had a little technical difficulties there to get started. Shocker. And we're a little late getting out of the box here because we actually do a show for the premium subscribers on C SPAN before you guys get on here that is really, really good. You want to check your link to sign up for that. But I digress and jest. It is the Bucknuts Morning Five. It is Thursday. What's our date? March the 9th. We've got our guys, Hill guys here Bill Kerlich and Mark Porter. Lots to talk about. We had a commitment recently from an Ohioan. Uh, spring practice has sprung, and there's visitors coming for that. Mark has done transfer evaluations on two guys in the secondary that we're going to discuss, but we will start with the addition of Mark Knave, class of 2024, offensive lineman, big dude, Toledo Central Catholic. Um, when he was offered, I don't think it was the most uh, expected offer. Since then, we've kind of seen they got a type. They're looking for the big, uh, bruising type guys, the big body types. So, Mark, what did you think of the commitment? And were you surprised when they offered him? This kind of all moved real quickly.
2: Um, not surprised. And uh, if you go back on this podcast, back to November of last season when we saw him. I immediately jumped him to the top of my list and maybe got a little too excited at the time. And of course now I feel a little better about it with him committing to Ohio state uh, coach Dempsey, Toledo central Catholic uh, talking with him. He was on the same page as me. I, I got texts from him a couple you know, months ago saying, Mark, why are guys not, you know, this excited about this guy as you are and, you know, come to fruition, it all works out, you know, and, Th- that's this process, and I don't want to digress into you know other Ohio offensive linemen that maybe felt they didn't get an offer soon enough, or you know every coach I talk to, every player I talk to doesn't think it's soon enough. They know how good they are before everyone else does, it seems. But Ohio State took their time there. They got this one right. This this kid, when I saw him, I, I think what I liked about him. and I'm just going to repeat myself. Is he's a 300 pound flat belly kid that's very athletic. So the 300 pounds is there, right? Uh, it could even look a little better or transform as he gets into college so i think there's a better version of him coming uh he does a lot of pulling a lot of running around the field you see he's an athlete under the big man body he's nasty he's a road grader fits in fine at guard but if you had to play this good tackle i wouldn't say it's not uh possible he's got great feet but at guard you'll see on the film we're gonna put out probably later today that he's just running guys over and he, he makes it looks easy at the high school level so i think it's a good get and uh, he's a more athletic version of some of the other guys in the state. When you talk about the Armstrong twins, most athletic, uh, Nave's right in there. I mean, he's not as quick and as explosive as those guys, but he's a very good athlete.
1: William, your thoughts? Um, he's kind of, like Bill said, this is a really good year for offensive line in the state where there will probably be some guys that might have gotten an offer another year that won't get one this year, and Nave got one. Um, your thoughts?
0: Well, another thing. Well, two other things about Nave uh, that you like. Uh, number one, he wants to be a Buckeye. I mean, you know, you, you talk about uh, when the NFL draft, when they see uh, a player there, it's their turn that they really want. They say, "Well, uh, they're running to the podium with the card to get that guy." Well, when Mark Nave. Got the offer from Ohio State. I felt like this is another situation of a kid uh, is going to run to the commitment uh, podium, so to speak. And sure enough, um, he visited Ohio State, the first practice on Tuesday for the spring, and talked to him uh, actually while he was on his way home. And I'm thinking uh, uh, this one's coming really soon. And basically, you know, too he, soon
1: for he, me to get a slide bill
0: yeah he, uh, he uh, uh, basically you know he let me know that it was coming um, and it came really soon as in less than uh, well just about 24 hours after he left campus he announced that commitment so that's the first thing you know he loves the Buckeyes and really wanted to be a Buckeye from get-go really uh, the second thing is the kids a hard worker Um He's doing a good job right now of getting in the best physical condition uh, that he can to play his senior, senior year in football. That's the kind of kids you like, the kids that are working hard to get better. And, and he's one of those kids. So, uh, like Mark said, really good get for Ohio State. It recruited as an interior offensive lineman, guard first, possibly center. But as Mark mentioned, not out of the question that if you really needed him to, he could play uh, uh, tackle. He's got, got a nice wingspan. So um, a, a really nice addition to the
1: program. Bill, when Sue Zabo asks, Dr. Zabo, we answer, do you think Nave will end up a four-star when it's all said and done? I'll say this. And this is – should it be this way? I don't know. But the fact that he committed Ohio State won't hurt his ranking.
0: Yeah, I do think he'll be uh, at least a low four-star, at least. And I think a little bit of the problem is that some people didn't know a lot about him and a lot of the uh, people that do the evaluations haven't seen him yet in person. Um, he's going to get out there to different things uh, through the spring and summer. People are going to see him, and, yeah, I think he'll get to a four-star.
2: My, my reaction is he's not a four-star? What? Right. <laughs> like,
1: That means they haven't
2: seen – like, I think what Bill's – Yeah, in all fairness to the guys that do that. In the same way with me, I'm taking credit for seeing him in October or something. There were guys that saw him over the summer, you know, like, so this process catches up to everybody. And, of course, Ohio State, they hadn't seen him. So were they behind the curve, you know, until they offered him? Were they late? You know, I'm I'm being fair there. But, yeah, jokingly, once you see him, you'll say to yourself, what do you mean he's on a four-star?
1: Yeah, I see. I always see football through a couple lenses, and you'll know this. But if you want someone to, he reminds me of Tyler Smith on the Cowboys, and that he's just a big, athletic dude. That's probably better as like your left guard, just destroying people. But has the athleticism and some strength enough to be out there on the on the ta- at the tackle spot. But like you said, doesn't necessarily have the classic Paris Johnson tackle body and athleticism, kind of like that longer blindside guy. But He's a battler. And like you said, he's these. what's incredible to know is these guys aren't even fully grown. You're talking about kids in high school. If they're that big as a junior, the the law of averages tells you they're going to be even bigger as seniors. Tight weight girth. It's, it's, you
2: know, it's one of those things sometimes. I'll, I'll look at a kid and say, oh, he's 6'3", 6'4", 250. And you look down and see 310 pounds in the program and you're like Okay, this this whole thing needs to reset here. He shouldn't look that good at three. and you, it gives you the double take. Wow, he's that big moving like that. And that's when you know you got something. But yeah, if you would have asked me that night, I'd have said 260, 265, you know.
1: And I think having just watched the NFL combine, um, offensive linemen are are not getting less athletic as the game has gone to more of a passing game less teams with the classic road grader approach, even in college. Everything is about athleticism now for the offensive linemen because I think what's happened is it's become a complete inequity how athletic the defensive linemen are to the offensive linemen. And I think, obviously, just like you had the run on tall receivers, now you're getting taller corners. I think you're going to have ta- uh, more athletic offensive linemen now to deal with you know, the increased passing game and the ability to protect the quarterback, etc. All right. Bill, there are some visitors to campus today. Maybe not the star-studded approach that we sometimes get, but some interesting guys. Um, let us know who you think will be here today and, and uh, what we can expect.
0: Well, again, it's going to be a lot like Tuesday, the first practice in that it'll be mostly Ohio guys. Um uh, from Tuesday's practice, that was probably, I don't know, 90% or more Ohioans that were on campus. You had a couple, one or two kids from like Indiana, Michigan, Tuesday, uh, but it'll be mostly Ohio guys again today. Um, the, the kids from, uh, Cincinnati melt healthy, uh, led by, uh, the wide receiver Jamir Scott, uh are supposed to be at Ohio state today. And Scott is an interesting guy. He's a 2025 wide receiver that I think has a chance to get a scholarship offer from Ohio state. Maybe today. uh, Although I tend to think he he might need to to camp, but uh, I I think he has the potential to be a high state offer guy. He's got some division power five offers already, uh, but he's one of uh, several Mount healthy guys that are, they're visiting today. Uh, you got a couple kids from Huber Heights, Wayne, Javon Hammond supposed to visit today. Uh, the kids from Taft are supposed to visit today. Uh, minus, uh, one important Taft guy, as we know, Elias Rudolph. He's not a Taft right now. Uh, as we've talked about before, he's down basking in the Florida sunshine at Deerfield beach high school. Um, But, uh, um, yeah, I do think he's going to get back to Ohio State. It just won't be uh, today. Uh, And, by the way, I talked um, with – checked on uh, Elias Rudolph again. Um, When he transferred or moved to Florida, uh, the feeling was is that he might be back for his senior year to play that senior year at Taft High School. And uh, they thought they might know um, by the early March if – he would be returning uh, to Taft for a senior year. Uh, They still don't know right now. That's still up in the air. They're hoping now to find out if maybe he gets back uh, to Taft. Uh, Maybe find out sometime in early April, perhaps. But still up in the air whether Elias Rudolph is going to play his senior season uh, in Florida or his senior season at Cincinnati Taft. So we'll wait and see on
1: that. I actually spoke about this and I've said this before with Andrew Ivans when he was on the show Andrew's director of scouting for the company in Florida is his territory normally when a kid would transfer at the end of the year like this to Florida you wouldn't think there was any chance he would come back but I don't think this was a move like he's not going to IMG Deerfield Beach I'm told is not even peaking as a program right now they've kind of gone through some uh it's a program in flux so I would think that might have something to do with whether or not he comes back we will see it's not like he's for example he didn't transfer to American Heritage or IMG for purely football reasons I think this, this was the family wanting to uh get out of the Cincinnati winners and by the way I cannot blame them go ahead
0: Bill yeah his mother uh, his mother had been wanting to move for quite some time and then she decided it was time um
1: for uh, her, every single person in Ohio had the same feeling about. Uh, she went <laughs> yeah, or no, January, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, he um, and, and he
0: left a very good Cincinnati Taft team, a team that went into the playoffs and uh, uh, has they have a bunch of guys that are college prospects. I mean, Division One prospects, and and uh, Coach Tyler Williams, the head coach there, does a really good job, and he's bringing those. Was supposed to bring those kids up to Ohio State today. I uh, haven't checked to see if they made it, but uh, uh, it, it's a contingent of guys, and, and, and most of them uh, uh, have Division I scholarship offers. So it's, you know, Elias had a lot of success individually and team wise at Taft, and, you know, he's friends with those guys. So, you know, we'll see. He may, he may make it back.
1: Taft. Excellent athletics. I watched them actually lose a heartbreaker to Kettering Alter in the basketball tournament. Make your free throws, people. It'd be haunted <laughs> for an entire offseason. I'm telling you. They had that game won, and they just missed their free throws. Missing the front end of a one-on-one down the stretch is like getting kicked in the nether regions. Um, let's take a quick break and come back and talk about two new guys in the secondary. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. All right. I don't know if you guys saw this. You should check it out. Uh, 24-7 Sports has really amped up coverage of the transfer portal. There are rankings that were released yesterday of um, and it's an evolving process, but of all the guys that transferred, they rank them. Now, here's what I will tell you. You're going to be amazed when you see this list at how many names are on this list. I was in the hundreds, and I was getting to people. I absolutely remembered being recruited. Um, I also thought it was interesting when you look at this. I would say this to every buck here who was flown off the handle, and I put myself in that in that category when it comes to recruiting. You're going to see several names on there of guys that we went nuts. Whether they decommitted from Ohio State or we didn't get them. And they flamed out quick wherever they went. The name Jahim Singletary comes to mind. So, grain of salt, people. But the number four cornerback in the transfer portal and the number one safety came to Ohio State based on the rankings. The number four corner, Davison Igbenosan out of Ole Miss. And the number one safety, Jihad Carter, was actually ranked overall a little bit lower out of Syracuse. Now, Mark has done evaluations of these guys. To me, Igbenosen is about the ideal transfer when you're talking about Ohio State. You got him from an SEC school. He has three years of eligibility left. He was the number one player in the state of New Jersey when he was coming out. This is not a fly-by-night kid. And uh, it's very difficult at Ohio State, and I've said this, to have a guy at another school come in here and be a starter day one. I mean, that's very difficult unless you're Justin Fields. Um, but this dude can really play. And his, we got very lucky in getting him. And that I think he went down there to chase his high school coach. His high school coach, after he came to Ohio State, matriculated to Michigan. So we probably got in there early on that one. Let's start with Davis and Egg uh, what you see of him and what you think of him then we'll talk about it and then we'll get to uh, jihad Carter, who's maybe a little bit less known.
2: Yeah, when you say Ignosiums the uh, fourth ranked,
1: mark or Davis,
2: yeah is the fourth ranked corner in the portal, it makes me wonder how they're valuing those guys. Yeah. Maybe there are juniors or seniors who maybe are a little bit better or something. But as far as value, like you pointed out, this guy's got three years left. Yeah. He's a starter already down in the SEC, freshman of the year. Like, how are they better? You know, I mean, yeah, maybe better if you, like, that's what I'm saying, the, the, the value there and better. I don't know if that's true. This well, is, you.
1: Yeah, we got. You can develop him. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, we got maybe the most valuable guy with maybe the most upside. And, and again, a prototypical size, he should be the starting corner you know he didn't come here to be a backup you wouldn't make that move so that's his mindset and i think that's the ohio state mindset you bring in a guy with this type of time left on his you know career you're going to bring him in and start him so he's going to fit in and i think he you know watching his high school tape he did it on both sides of the ball so he has elite ball skills he brings over the defense elite coverage ability he's one of those guys that can run the route for you so to speak cuz he's run so many routes so yeah, excited about him. And of course, the safety coming over, Jahad Carter. Uh, I did not realize doing the evaluation of him, he was as big as he was. Uh, I, I looked at and the 24th.
1: That's probably our fault. We had his high school stuff on there. Yeah. His, at Syracuse, they list him at 6'2, 198.
2: And watching film, it, it wasn't adding up. You know, looking at the 6'1, 185, I'm like, man, he just feels bigger, doesn't look that, that kind of player. But yeah, as you. Put the bigger size together, uh, wow. You know, because at corner at that size, 6'2", 200 pounds almost, that's elite. Like, when he rolls down into the box and he's playing your slot corner, you don't need to worry about substitutions. He's fine. And he also has that size where he'll go with the tight ends, backs out of the backfield. So he's a very versatile guy, and especially this safety scheme that Coach Knowles has. He's going to fit in. He'll probably be one of the safeties you can trust the most to roll down and coverage receivers because – He's got corner like skills at that size. Very elite, uh, size, speed combo guy.
1: He's also a little bit older. So, like we said, Igbenosin has the higher upside. Carter may be able to step in a little more seamlessly. Ohio State's defenses, if we remember, they're always at their best when they have kind of that leader in the back. Uh, Jordan Fuller was about the most underrated player to come here, come here, seventh round pick, and then started in the Super Bowl and had a C on his jersey. So, you here, know what? Here.
2: Digress to those rankings again. Carter being the number one safety with only a year left. Yeah, he's fully developed. Maybe the guys ranking are saying, yeah, look at this guy. He's an NFL prospect next year, the younger guy. So, you know, I don't, when I hear those rankings, the first thing I think of, like, what are they ranking? Him today or what he could be in a couple of years? Or, you know, the youth is almost a plus for, for big time for these guys in the portal.
1: I will say this this really does change the outlook for the secondary though i mean you add yeah. two guys who don't i mean the experience is enormous you know what i'm saying and when like carter carter knows what he's here for he's here to make the nfl and he's here to put on a good show you'll get the best out of him i thought McAllister, Tanner McAllister last year was a nice addition maybe not the athletic uh, playmaker we were hoping for, but he knew Knowles' defense, and that probably eased the transition. I think Carter, I'm hard-pressed to think of a safety I have higher hopes for in in recent time, Um, and Igbenosin, like we said, I'd be shocked if he wasn't one of the two starting corners. And Like we said, three years of eligibility. If he's as good as we think, uh, my guess is he does not play that third year. All right, Bill, I'm going to ambush you here. Mm -hmm. Running back is it Taquan Mazzel has decommitted from Georgia. We need to make him an official offer. Do you remember anything about Taquan Mazzel? Do you think he was on the mix? And uh, what do you think about that? People love to attack Georgia. It,
0: uh, I, I don't recall at all him being uh, uh, recruited by Ohio State uh, previously. And I, I haven't heard any word that they are – uh, going after him right now, but things are, like, kids are hitting the portal again, that, you know, w- we talked about a second wave coming, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but I will say that um, if you look at Ohio State's running back room now, it's, if, if everybody's healthy, and that's always an if with running backs, it's pretty good. I mean, you got uh, uh, well, dream- Right now, it's great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, they're in pretty darn good shape right now. As long as these guys stay healthy last year, they didn't stay healthy. You know, that's unfortunate. And it happens sometimes you hope it doesn't happen again. And, but uh, with the guys they are going into in battle with right now, uh, I, I think they're pretty, in pretty good shape overall. Usually they like to have, have uh, five or six scholarship running backs on the roster. And they have got five um, on the roster that are good players. And, you know, a kind guy of like that, Dallin Hayden last year in limited uh, reps look pretty darn good to me, and he's only uh, going to get better. So, you know, I, I think they're pretty safe, and uh, they're looking to get two running backs this year in this recruiting class. But that's because, really, they only signed over the last two years. They only signed one running back, that being Dallin Hayden. They didn't sign one for 2023, uh, Hayden was the only one in 2022 so they're looking to get
1: to this year to move forward with things but right now the roster is pretty good agreed keep it locked in here buck nutters we'll have a full report from practice bill will be on the horn with these visitors as soon as they are legally allowed to speak to him and mark is working on a review of mark knave so plenty comment plenty of content coming your way we appreciate you guys stopping by Have a good one, bucklers.